Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. The NHL is on All-Star break. The skills competition is tomorrow night, and the All-Star game, which Sidney Crosby will participate in, is on Saturday. NFL Pro Bowl, the skills competition tonight, the Pro Bowl game, flag football game, is on Sunday. The East-West Shrine Bowl is tonight at 8 o'clock. The Senior Bowl from Mobile, Alabama is on Saturday. Headlines powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. It's today, February 1st, Ron. All day long. We are in the month of February. I have to pay my bills. That's always problematic, isn't it? Especially yeah, when I've overspent on golf materials with my you credit hate, card. You hate to have to pay bills. Well, especially when someone tries to steal and actually successfully steals my credit card number. Yes? And then you order uh, cheeseburgers at a hotel in Miami. Exactly. <laughs> Which happened earlier this week. And I'm convinced somebody ate him. I am. I think somebody, and I'm glad that they did. Who would want a cheeseburger to go to waste in Miami? Absolutely. Earlier in the show... We had Peter King, and we're going to get to that in a minute. Him on the quarterback situation, him on Kenny Pickett, him on the state of the Steelers, sort of how they're viewed these days. He seemed to push back a little bit on the low expectation thing. But first, some people have rejected out of hand the idea of Russell Wilson. And I get it. Like, if the rejection is, I hate Russell Wilson, don't want him here, I don't think he's any good anymore, that's an opinion. But the idea that it could possibly happen, I mean, why would that be dismissed summarily, Ron? You're talking about a guy who I think had 26 touchdowns, eight picks, beat a lot of good teams this year, had his ups and downs. He was working against his own coach, by the way, and who would come here or would go anywhere for basically nothing. I saw Graziano yesterday saying it starts at $38 million. And the Broncos, whatever he signs for at his next stop, they have to cover every penny up to $38 million. Right. He's not signing for more than that. No, right. So you get to sign him, and the Broncos get to pay. Exactly. He's a, he's a Super Bowl winner, should be a two-time Super Bowl winner, and still has a little bit left to play, and I think he would be better than what is in the Steelers' room right now. So do I. Do I know that for sure? Absolutely not. No. I don't know. You know, he doesn't look like the same Russell Wilson of old, but it's all relative. And when you're desperate and they're desperate, and one thing King said that was accurate was you never see a team with the worst quarterback in their division win a division. No. 
Never. And, and they might, you know, they quite likely are, do have the worst quarterback room in the division. And somebody asked me, so you're writing off Kenny Pickett? No, I'm not doing that either. I'm actually, the, the, the one thing that kind of is sticking in the back of my mind is he played really well against the Bengals as soon as Matt Canada left. I thought that was the best game of his career. Bad defense, but he played other bad defenses and didn't play that well. I, you know, they, 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 they put up, what, 16? They should have had 23 because Deontay or the refs messed up that easy touchdown catch. But Tomlin didn't challenge. Right. That's right. That's exactly it. So, you know, maybe Kenny in a different system with a different set of eyes and somebody who can actually um, provide an offense that brings out the best in him, maybe it works. I'm, I'm just not that confident that it will. That's all. I'm holding out the possibility. I agree with every syllable and half syllable you just said. How about the quarter syllables? Nah, I'm not going to go that far. Jeff Saturday uh, is an interesting guy to me, and so is Dominique Foxworth. And I know those two were in this discussion. Do you know who else was? City Limits? There was a third, I think a former executive. I can't think of who it was. Anyway, the topic was Russell Wilson to the Steelers, and I think you're going to hear Saturday chime in first. Here we go. Russell Wilson for Arthur Smith would be, would be the best fit. And because he wants to play under center, he wants play action, he's a veteran quarterback, all the different things, and I get the whole zone read thing, but Arthur Smith can create a run game no matter what. He does as good as anybody Mm -hmm. in getting that created. So if you're going to talk about what Russell Wilson can do extremely well, and you have a vet guy in there who's won a bunch of games. I know people hate him. Dude wins a bunch of freaking games. So, you you know, you're bringing somebody in there who brings some stability to an organization. And by the way, you got to write that check, Rooney, if you're talking all that noise. Well, so so let's talk. That's the point. Tell everybody who doesn't already know, Russell Wilson would be the least expensive option of all. As it stands, scheduled to make $39 million, fully guaranteed this year, and there are offsets in the contract. And what that means is if the Broncos cut him, as we expect that they will, and he goes and signs somewhere else, anything he signs for just goes back to the Broncos, right, up to $39 million. So if you're Russell Wilson, you don't so want to do the Broncos Otherwise favor. put, Denver pays the rest of it. Denver pays $39 million minus whatever his new salary is. Ooh. So unless he's going to get 40 somewhere, which he's The point not, is it's all the same to him. Yes. He goes someplace for $4 million. It doesn't matter to him where he plays. He's not going to make any – I mean, unless you, maybe you give him a second year, whatever, you can do that. But the fact of the matter is you can get Russell Wilson to play for a minimum salary this year. Russell Wilson has a, a, a particular personality, yeah. and it has, it has been what it has been. Mike Tomlin has a particular personality. Do you see that as a fit? I think, yes. I think just about everybody is a fit in Pittsburgh because Mike yep. Tomlin's personality is consistent with the, the personality of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You come in, you conform. It's a lot like the Belichick situation yeah. where you know when you get there, you know what you're signing up for. And I do think that Russell Wilson gets a lot more attractive when you realize that you're going to pay him league minimum yeah, and mm-hmm. you don't really have to ask that much of him. He does become a lot more attractive an asset because we talk about building around a cheap quarterback. Yep. You don't have to do it around a rookie. You can do it around a Super Bowl champion. Interesting makes stuff. A, makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> Especially at, the at first that, part. At, at that price, it makes a lot of sense. What do you have to lose? What if he comes in there and he's a bum? Yeah, I mean, what do you have to lose at that price? When I hear Saturday who was, you know, at the center, literally, of some of the great offenses of NFL history, say that Russell Wilson would be the best fit playing under center, play action, would be a perfect quarterback for Arthur Smith. That opens my eyes. It does. At that price, especially. But then with Foxworth 
had to go and say, you know, with the Steelers, you come in and you conform. I mean, okay, unless you're Melvin Ingram, LeGarrette Blunt, other people, then you just quit. <laughs> because you feel like Tomlin has misled you. You come in and then you quit. Didn't exactly conform those guys. Have they had more quitting players on and off the field in recent years than anybody? I, you know, I mean, I you had Antonio. Well, he was here too. I was going to say you had him right. walk off the field uh, with no shirt on Tampa. for the Jets. Or in New York for Tampa, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you also had him quit here, so that's three. Quit, you have receivers quit, quit in, in the middle oh, of plays. The Raiders, too. Yeah. He quit three. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many teams. Uh, we, we see the guys, the Steelers. Uh, maybe there's other teams with guys who quit, too, but I can't imagine anyone would have more. I haven't seen a guy quit during a game like LeGarrette Blunt did, I Or don't Antonio. Think. Or Antonio. I haven't seen too many guys go AWOL the week of a game. Like Antonio. You no, know, he was just nuts by that point. <laughs> and Melvin Ingram fake an injury to quit a team. Right. I mean, it gets – and James Harrison. And James he also quit. So and Martavis talked his way out of town. <laughs> That's right. Martavis That's right. talked his way to out of town. To say nothing of guys quitting during games in the middle of play. Right. And I think that quitting on routes was a problem too, honestly. And that's where Artie Smith comes in. It's a seemingly mild-mannered Artie Smith. A little bit Smith. of discipline on the offense maybe. But as our friend Mike Rothstein from Atlanta said, he's got that little fire in him. He didn't fire like it. Fire in his belly. He didn't like it one bit when Kurt Warner ripped his offense this year. Said, I don't give a rat's ass. Maybe he should go solve the world's problems. That's what he said of <laughs> Kurt Warner. <laughs> and he snapped on Dennis Allen. So he's got some, some snap ability. That's what, uh, that's what Mike Rothstein said. Maybe some of that's needed. I'm holding out that I could become a big Artie Smith fan, Ron. I could. I, I like his personality. That's the one part I like. I like the fact he had the guts to grow a mustache. Did you see him with his mustache? Like J.P. Roofing. Like J.P., yeah. Any man who grows just a mustache has some guts, Ron. Would you agree? Yeah, I do. I do. I don't know enough about him. I I, I, I did not know about the, uh, the firing back at the criticism. I, I guess that's some good and some bad. I mean, a little bit thin skin there. Yeah, that, but aren't we all? Yeah, I guess. But in his position, he's better be used to it in this town. Oh man, is he walking into a broiler? Isn't he? Yep. Have fun with George Pickens and run he's jumping into Deontay. a he's jumping into a pot of boiling water. And you know, one of the things we talked about yesterday was usage of people in the red zone. Although the guy from ESPN told us as the season went second on, on, second half he did. Uh, B. John Robinson got a lot of touches in the red zone up to that point, like halfway through the season. What was the, the number? They had 41 trips down to the 10 or closer. And B. John touched it three of those 41 times and Kyle Pitts touched it twice. Has somebody notified George Pickens of this run? But he also or said, of the A.J. Brown said, saga in Tennessee. It reminded me a little bit about though with Tomlin handling Broderick Jones and Joey Porter saying he wanted to bring him along slowly. Yeah. College season is not nearly as long as the pro season, although with Georgia guys it is. Um, that you know that it, he wanted to let them get acclimated and not burn them out early, and that maybe that's what with Bijan for sure. Smith Pitts has already with, been yeah, here. Yeah, he had already been there. But I mean, I'm talking about with Bijan. Yeah, yeah, that could very well be it. But the bottom line is he finished 26 in scoring. And then when it comes to quarterbacks, I get it, you know, but it's the old Tomlin story. Oh, he's saddled with this roster he has to overcome. Well, he helped create that roster. Arthur Smith is saddled with these quarterbacks. Well, the, the truly disturbing thing to me 
is if you're a quarterback guy, you're, you're an identifier and developer of quarterbacks, which I don't know that he is anyway. Isn't it disturbing to you that the three guys he identified as being able to help him win in Atlanta were Desmond Ritter through the draft and then $32 million worth of Taylor Heineke and Marcus Mariota? Those were his best three ideas? That's disturbing to me, Ron. It is disturbing. It is disturbing. But, you know, maybe he won't have as as much say as a coordinator to pick the next quarterback as the head coach. Well, the problem is the guy's, is, the guy's already picked. His name is Kenny Pickett. But they're still going to go out and get somebody, you would think. If especially, well, they have to if Mason leaves. You were talking about some of the guys that have previously departed. Pitt basketball just had a guy that left the team. Who's that? Michael Hewitt. He came off the bench sparingly, played a little bit, but he's left due to personal reasons. Hmm. I hope everything's good with him. I didn't. He didn't really get on the radar much this year, did he? No, and I didn't see him on the bench yesterday either. You always hate to hear about personal reasons. So let's go to everything's okay. Yeah, let's go to uh, Peter King in this case. City limits, why don't we? Peter King uh, with many different things to say. First, his thoughts simply on the Arthur Smith hiring. He was, he was big on getting, a, I thought, a younger guy, maybe even an untested guy. The Steelers seem bent on getting the guy with NFL experience. Got to have play-calling experience, you know? And Isn't Smith both, though? I didn't realize. He looks like he's 60, but he's 41. Yeah, he's still he's, only 41. He, that's pretty young yeah. with, and has experience. I didn't think that that fit the Peter King model that he was talking about with us, though. I thought he was talking about guys that are 36, 37. Well, not necessarily the number age. It was a guy rising through a system who was untested, like the way Ben Johnson and Bobby Slovic were. They hadn't called plays at the NFL level until their current jobs. To me, to just eliminate anybody who hasn't done that was, I, I, I don't think, the wisest tack to take by the Steelers. I think they're scarred from the Matt Canada experience. But there's a big difference between Matt Canada and many other guys who haven't necessarily been coordinators. At least been in the league. Yes. Matt Canada was never in the NFL. One year. When the Steelers yeah, If you hard. want to call it that. Now he was Ben's quarterback yeah. coach, which no, isn't I mean, even a job at all. He was in the league for one year. Yeah. That was he it. had zero NFL experience, right. really. Right. Really. Um, there's a huge difference between that and going out and getting the 49ers pass game coordinator, for God's sakes. He was still shaking hands and meeting people all around the league. Exactly. Very well put by Austin. Would you agree with that, I would. Ron? I would. Then why don't we hear Peter King, his initial take on the Arthur Smith hiring, and then I believe Ron had a follow-up. Am I correct about that? That's right. Let's do it. He's very young thinking. I really like Arthur Smith. I think he got in some trouble in Atlanta, obviously, with how he used uh, B. John Robinson. And look, I think one of the things, I mean, there's two things about Arthur Smith that I think are, that I think are really interesting. One, he, his players talk about how he likes to play positionless football. It's why when he was in Tennessee, whatever, maybe four or five years ago, um, he started playing Jonu Smith, who's, I don't know, maybe a 260-pound tight end in the backfield. 
and he had him, you know, basically part time being a running back. Uh, and and so I think that's the one thing he's going to do. He's going to play all players all over the map, uh, which I think is an interesting thing. The second thing is, I I believe that he's going to be a tight end's best friend because he just believes that a tight end can do so many things that are hard to stop for a defense, especially an athletic tight end. So I would think Pat Fryermuth would be very happy with this hire. Um, And then finally, I I think I would say that uh, he believes in, and I know this is going to sound elementary, he believes in doing what works. He's not going to try to force his philosophy. If if he finds that Najee Harris is not good being used all over the map, he's not going to do it. And if he finds that Fryermuth is not Janu Smith, well, he's not going to force that. So I, 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 I liked Arthur Smith. I really, really like him as an offensive mind. Uh, so I like the hire. Very positive review of Artie. He, he did. Very. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Young thinker, I like the hire. What was my follow-up to that? Here it is. Okay. Peter, to follow up Joe's question, I, I get it. It's February 1st, not August 1st. But this has been a reoccurring theme around here. Every year they're over-unders like eight and a half. Uh, it's not just this year. Obviously, you well know they haven't won a playoff game in seven years. Yep. Well, you're right, Ron. But, again, the time to ask that question, at least the time I think you ask that question, is when you see what happens in the draft and free agency. I mean, if they do nothing – you know, I'm a fan of the Boston Red Sox, and I want to throw my whatever through the through the uh, through the TV when I look and see that they're going to try to run it back with the same lousy team they had last year. Maybe not even as good, so that bothers me. But we're on the eve of spring training, so I, I mean they've had all season to do something. They haven't done it. If the Steelers haven't done anything by 
the time that May 1st comes around, I will say that your dubiousness is well uh, founded. But I just don't know that it is. Now, you're absolutely right. They have uh, they haven't achieved to the level that any team that wants to be a Super Bowl contender uh, should they haven't gotten to that point at all in recent years. And I would agree with you. I think it's it's a it should be an impatient time, and Art Rooney should be impatient. So, so should Mike Tomlin. That's why I think it's incumbent on them to. <clears throat> go out and find a quarterback who can lift this team into the upper echelon of the AFC because they don't have them right now. He said dubiousness. That's a nice word. I've never heard anyone question my dubiousness. Well, <clears throat> no, but you're. Uh, if we get to somewhere around July, he said your dubiousness might be well-founded. Might be well-founded. Which I'd be very proud of you if your dubiousness was well-founded. <laughs> Ron, here's the problem here. here. Here's the conundrum. Here's what doesn't make sense. You can't, on one hand, say, I agree that they need to find out about Kenny Pickett, and two, say, unless this team finds a quarterback who can lift them into the upper echelon of the AFC, it ain't happening. If if you're committed to Pickett, you're not bringing in anybody, at least this side of Russell Wilson, who is going to lift you into the upper echelon of the AFC because their first question is going to be, am I starting? And they're going to they're not even going to look for that. They're, they're, they are going to find out about Kenny Pickett. That's the first thing to know, correct? Yes. They're not going after Kirk Cousins. They're not making a trade for some other starter. So even if the Steelers, uh, it just doesn't make sense. Some let's say it's Kirk, let's say Kirk Cousins calls up Mike Tomlin, says, "Hey, I it looks to me like you guys need a quarterback to lift you into the upper echelon of the AFC. I could be that guy." Sorry, man. We're starting out with Kenny. We got to find out about him. I don't think it just doesn't I, make sense. I don't think they'd do that if they could get Kirk Cousins. I think they would make him. The they number. can go spend the money. Well, they're not going to spend the money. I, I don't know how you fit that under your cap. Whatever, forty-five million a year or something. If you want the quarterback, you spend the money. I, I, I don't know that he's even worth that money now at this point of his point career. is. But no, if you get a guy like that, I don't think. Things can change. Kenny Pickett might not be the number one guy if they bring in somebody like that. But they're not going to well, because a the number one guy. Because a if that guy makes himself available, they're not going to take him or, as you say, not spend the money. Right. And they're just committed to they're just committed to Pickett. They drafted him in the first round. Like that scenario is not even realistic. Who out there would present themselves as a number one quarterback? Russell Wilson. You don't think if Russell Wilson comes here with the understanding that Kenny's going to start the season? I think if Russell Wilson came here, he may end up being – he would come in as the starter. Wow. I do. Do you? Said he limits? I don't think he'd come here otherwise. Unless he knew that well, he was going to exactly, be the big one Exactly. That's the problem. I right. think the Steelers are committed to finding out about Kenny Pickett. Well, I, I, I'm not arguing with you, but uh, – But I, you are because you're saying they're not totally committed. Well, uh, they are committed because that's what they have. Um, I don't know that they're going to go out and bring in one of these other guys. I'm just saying if they would, I don't. I think their commitment to Pickett would be less. Well, if they bring in Russell Wilson as the starter, not even a competition then, right. then you might as well get rid of Kenny Pickett. And why? Bring, bring in, why, why, why would you? Because you're never going to find out about well, him. Well, I mean, Russell Wilson may get hurt. He may well, he could, but well, I mean, you basically ruin the guy by then. I, I, I mean, you need three quarterbacks. You really need two. Um, you know, if you bring in Russell Wilson, and I don't know that that's even remotely possible, 
but it, seemingly it is to me because you don't have to pay him. And because and, Mike Tomlin loves Russell Wilson or did right, a couple of years right. ago. That doesn't mean that he automatically puts him behind Pickett, I don't think. I think Russell Wilson would certainly ask for some assurances unless he didn't have anything else. Right. If he doesn't have anything else and he wants to come here. This might be a great spot because Pickett may I think if he came fail. here, he would be the veteran backup at the beginning of the season. I think the Steelers would ask him to do that. And if Pickett failed, he would come in. That would be unbelievable if Russell Wilson came here and was anointed the starter and Pickett was the backup. If that what was the story. case, it'd be similar to what happened with the Jets with Rodgers and Zach Wilson. First-round draft pick, a guy that they weren't necessarily that high on but wanted to give an opportunity to, kind of failed. How much do we really know about him? Here comes Aaron Rodgers, gets hurt. Zach Wilson comes back in and looks horrendous, and now they know that they got to move off him. Either either you're committed to finding out about Pickett or you're not, and if a better opportunity presents its, if First of all, if you're thinking in your mind, well, a better opportunity could present itself with 35-year-old Russell Wilson, then – then why are you even trying Pickett anyway if you don't believe in him to that point? You know what I mean? Because he is all you have right now. Again, if that's if that's what they're thinking, then right. then, but I, I don't then think really you don't believe in him. So I, so I why are you committed? They, I don't know that they are. I go back to Tomlin, huge year right. from him. Right. Are, he has to take a big step yeah. this year. But he's what they have right now. And it until, took him 20th overall. Until they go out and get somebody else, he's all they have. Even until they sign Mason again, he's all they have. Right. Uh, so you don't think they're committed to him I finding think, out about him? I don't him? think they're uh, unbelievably uh, – to. we're not going to change until we know more about him. I think they'd be willing to change if they can come up with somebody better. I don't. I think okay. when you take a guy – twenty, when they take a guy 20th overall, this year is about finding out about Kenny Pickett. Now, if Patrick Mahomes presents himself, that's one thing. Right, but, and uh, Russell Wilson is not. But I, the only thing I say about Pickett, this is going to be his third year, not his first or his second year. Oh, I'm with you. I just, th- I just think knowing how the Steelers operate, they're going to want to exhaust every power of observation on a kid that they invested that kind of resource in, the 20th pick. I would say there's a 99% chance, no matter what, that Kenny Pickett's the opening day starter. I would disagree. No matter, with the no matter what part. You bring in a Russell Wilson or something, I, I I don't think it's 99% sure that he starts. Now, they don't bring in anybody other than Mason. I would agree with you. Uh, who else other yeah. than Russell Wilson? Is I there mean, another guy out there they could bring in I where mean, Kenny wouldn't start? I, and I still I, think I, no, he would. I, I don't think, no, I don't think there is anybody else. That would be extremely surprising if suddenly Kenny Pickett's not the guy. And then you'd just write him off then, I guess. Yeah, maybe he can make a comeback, Ron. Maybe he can well, surprise I mean, people. Make money as a backup, and then he, who knows, he'd probably get another opportunity here. Guys get hurt. Look at Mason Rudolph, right? He didn't play for a year and 13 games, and all of a sudden he's in the lineup. I don't think he's coming back. I'm leaning more heavily toward that. Uh, you know what the big boy said who's coming back? Mitch. Mitch. I still can't get over that. He may turn out to be right, though. Social media's biggest loser, Mulsey, brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Reserve your consultation today at Awaken 180. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net and the fan text line from Edgar Steiner and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you.
Peter King was on the Fan Hotline, presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. What's cooking is next, and one of Ron's all-time favorites is celebrating the day he signed a record contract. There's some other notable things. 15 years ago today, right? 15 years. What'd you say that was again? Oh, Super Bowl 43. Yeah, what a game. Two of the. Two of the, what, handful of greatest plays in Super Bowl history? Yes. James Harrison's interception return, Ben DeSantonio. Definitely, I think, the greatest. And then the other one, yeah, could be in the top five, considering where it was. Right. It won the game. The time of the game, yep. I personally think that Harrison's play was the best play in Super Bowl history. So do I. You know, some people, David Tyree's catch off his helmet. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I mean, there's others in the conversation. But I would go for I would go for Harrison. Yeah, it was the most it was dramatic, unlikelier that he would go from where he did to the end zone and through many more obstacles than it was that Tyree would catch that ball. Not that that was likely by any means. I remember talking to Ed Pope, Edwin Pope of the Miami Herald at that Super Bowl at halftime. Obviously, that was a play right before halftime. Yeah, and we're around. I go, Edwin. Edwin had been to all forty-three Super Bowls. He goes, the best play I've ever seen in yeah, the Super Bowl. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yep. My dad was there. He was? Super Bowl 43. Did he say hello to Ron there that day? I don't think he saw him. But How old were you? Super Bowl 43, 2009. I would have been 15, seven about to turn eight. 15 years <laughs> ago. years old. Yep. You still had a binky. You were watching the game with your binky. I remember sake. standing on the couch at one point when Santonio caught the ball. In your little Steeler bib. Very excited. <laughs> yeah, at eight years old. That's great. All right, we'll wrap it up next with, uh, again, a very another very notable anniversary, one of Ron's favorites. Coming up on Cookin' Joe. Do I owe you anything, Austin? Nope, we're good. Thank you. Pitt Basketball has announced that Michael Hewitt is no longer a member of the team. He has left the program due to personal reasons. Ravens have announced that Zach Orr is their new defensive coordinator. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.